Welcome to Colorado State University's new podcast, The Audit, where host Stacy Nick talks with CSU faculty about topics ranging from their latest research to current events. Advancing technologies always come with a little trepidation. It's that fear of the unknown, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence. Like that moment in the 1980s film, The Terminator, when the AI defense network Skynet becomes self-aware and declares war on the human race. In the 21st century, a weapon will be invented like no other. This weapon will be powerful, versatile, and indestructible. While AI-generated art doesn't pose quite the same life-or-death consequences, for some in the art world, it's seen as just as real of a threat. Jason Bernagosi is an associate professor of electronic art at Colorado State University. His focus is on the potential of non-human agents to work as collaborators in the artistic endeavor. Today I'm speaking with Bernagosi about the impact AI-generated art is currently having, what it could mean for the future of art, and how he's preparing CSU students to navigate this new world. I wanted to start by talking about the basics. What exactly is the difference between AI-generated art and digital art? Well, digital art is a series of very carefully procedurally generated images, right? Just like how you would draw, like you have a piece of paper, it's eight and a half by 11, and you're drawing on that. If you can imagine in digital art, we have cells that make up a plane, just like a piece of paper, And those cells can be assigned different colors. We can create lines by saying, okay, cells from this point to this point want you to use a a similar color field in order to draw something that looks like a line, right? It's not exactly the same, but there's a lot of very careful work that's done in that. We can talk about Photoshop, we can talk about Illustrator, or we can talk about people who create custom software that create the rules from which that art is generated. That's not unlike the rules from which you will decide you have your paint and your colors and you're like, okay, I'm going to paint with these colors and I'm going to use these brushes and I'm going to cover a canvas. The similar thing happens in digital art. The difference between that and AI is that in AI, you're asking it to generate based on a series of keyword prompts. So you're no longer uh, making really exacting decisions about what is placed where. A lot of that comes through this kind of serendipitous combination that is actually kind of exciting to people because they don't know always what they're going to get. They're going to describe a thing and they're going to see what the data set sends back to them. And, you know, there are some forms of uh, electronic art that you can also do that. There's a lot of people who like to take some You can even say it's like visual improvisation and put that into the art making process. I think the difference with that in AI is that with AI, there are going to be consistent results, especially, let's say, the DALI system. Everything kind of looks exactly the same in DALI. They always have the same very illustrative style. And it's going towards a certain type of preference. And so the systems that where you get more variety tend to be the ones where people are setting up their own AI data sets and trying to push that a little bit further. But it's it's not, you know, it's still all images. It's still a plane of values. And you can still do something even with that image, even though you generated an AI. AI and art have had a, a bit of a complicated relationship especially with concerns over transparency. 
Uh, I'm thinking about the 2022 Colorado State Fair when the winning piece in the digital artwork category was found to have been the result of AI. You know, there's also all of those fears right now that AI will be used to steal artists' work or even to put artists out of work. I wondered, when you see the future of AI, what do you see? I mean, is AI art a friend or a foe? I don't think it's that kind of binary. I think that AI has incredible potential. And just like any new technology, transformative technologies generally scare people. People see it as a means from which their livelihoods would be taken away. If we think about the creation of the industrial loom, for instance, which, you know, you can actually say is like, old school looms are like the original automatic computers. People were terrified that that would just mean that no one ever makes any textiles by hand again. And we know that that's just not the case. In fact, the looms made it textiles more accessible, just like AI will make images more accessible. But to really make truly transformative images, it takes a little bit of dedication. It takes a little bit of time. It's not an easy thing. When we see AI images, they're just searching through data sets. You know, I'm a programmer. I, I've, I've actually played a lot with AI. And it can only synthesize what has been given from those data sets. And it can only produce hybrids between established concepts or aesthetic criteria. It's an average of an average. And average sometimes can be great. But average is never transformational. And art always has the potential to be transformational, but it's not always transformational. And so I think that that's just going to continue. There's going to be some good art made with AI. There's going to be a lot of bad art made with AI. And those things are going to consistently shift. There have been a lot of questions about the validity of AI-generated art. And while I think we can all you know, safely agree that ChatGPT isn't about to produce the next great American novel, when it comes to visual art, the quality seems to be a lot higher. Well, I think there's a preference, especially in American culture, for representation and for certain types of aesthetics that help make people look more heroic or look towards a certain standard of beauty that, you know, is always shifting. I think art is a lot more than that. When we see that AI is like, quote unquote, getting better, it's really kind of touching on the kind of values of like fashion photography, for instance. So when I actually look at a lot of AI, I find it really boring. It's like always the same kind of lighting. It's always the same kind of really light, smoothing kind of textures and tonality. And it's not anything that feels unusual or like I haven't seen it a million times before. And I think that people eventually, you know, they'll all get into like, it's like the chicken sandwich craze. Everyone will love that chicken sandwich for a bit. And then you realize you need a little bit more variety in your life. And that's also the case in, in art. So I think it gets exciting at first. And like all things, those trends kind of move on. And, and the things that really last, those are the ones to kind of look for. I would also say like this idea that the quality is up, you know, people had the same, you know, I keep kind of going back to like the history of technologies, the camera obscura, which was eventually that technique was used in, in photography, but the original camera obscura, you have a little pinhole in a box and then the world is reflected and projected through that pinhole upside down on the other side of that box. The original camera obscura is people were using that to bounce mirrors up and they would trace the representational world. And people at that time were talking about, well, is this going to kill drawing? Is this going to kill painting? You can now directly trace what you're seeing in the world. 
And the answer was no, it didn't do that. But also painting and drawing evolved after people realized that they could represent the world perfectly. Painting and drawing started to abstract the world. And then those abstractions became really huge. So I think, you know, again, artists always find a way. If you think about like the history of the lens, the original lenses were not used for optics. They were used to focus light and to burn things. But somebody came along and went, you know, what else can this thing do? And they played with it and they found ways. And and AI is going to be the same way. Someone's going to come along and be like, okay, how can we deconstruct AI? How can we actually smooth in a certain way or rearrange its aesthetic biases, for instance, right? Or its procedural biases and find something new to combine it. Or how about we generate some AI? Like there's a lot of great artists right now who are generating AI and then they're deconstructing those images in another more controlled format. Who would you say are artists that are using AI really well? Well, there's one artist named Donya Darkstone. She's uh, an artist who works a lot in NFTs, which is kind of a, not everyone loves those things, but Donya finds ways to have AI talk about this idea of gender fluidity, of cultural fluidity, and is taking some of those images and then doing processes where she's glitching them. And what that means is that she's purposefully making them fall apart. And in many ways, she's able to get to some of those bigger ideas about AI as this thing that's like about automating things, you know, like we're going to work with the assumptions of how the world works and we're going to represent it based on those assumptions. And she's quite literally unraveling that. Andrew Deutsch has some really amazing animations that he did when Austrian artist Hermann Nietzsche died. And he used AI to generate imaginary ideas of Herman Nietzsche performing certain art pieces and actually then reconstructed some of that in After Effects in a way that made the whole rhythm and flow of the video really quite fabulous. So even though AI is really in its beginning, there's a lot of artists like Carl Erickson who are training AI to come up with new kind of creepy Muppet characters for his animations, right? Uh, He's a professor at Rhodes College. And, you know, I'm always amazed how different people are using the basis of those things and actually creating their own AI engines using things like stable diffusion. It's quite exciting times. Yeah, I'm guessing that people probably treated digital art the same way that they're looking at AI a little bit right now with that kind of that fear and uncertainty. But now it's become a major area of artwork. It's a lot more accepted. So do you think AI will be treated the same way? I think the early days of anything in any new art form are always met with a little bit of a conservative backlash. People for the longest time would not accept photography as an art form. And I think part of that is that we like the things that we set up. And when something challenges the time and attention away from that, people get upset. Ultimately, that's a kind of a cultural value that that we have to examine. I think the world is better with more kinds of images just like the world is better with more kinds of people and more kinds of ideas. So yeah, I think it's going to take a little while. But I think because people are using it so quickly, I think it'll be more accepted. And then honestly, the hype will die down. People, they don't just want easy things. They're really 
memorable parts in life are the the struggles and and the the triumphs that we go through. And when we really work hard on something, and we and it finally you know it finally works out, even just a little bit. There's this like relief that happens. We're gonna find that you know the easiness of AI is gonna get a little old pretty quick. Just like when social media was really huge. I mean, we're still using it, but I mean, Facebook these days looks like a wasteland because people got really sick and tired of screaming into the void and and uh, and always being online. The young people these days, they don't do the whole Instagram thing as much anymore because they find it cringy to always be promoting yourself. So these things have ups and downs and trends and go round and round, but eventually it'll be a part of a larger conversation about what creativity really is. So how will you handle AI in your classes? Are you concerned at all about students maybe using this as a, a quick fix, you know, a, a cheat? That is something that we were a little bit worried about initially, until I realized that I'm always encouraging innovative solutions, but the things that we do would be very difficult to create an AI. Like we're not asking students, create a poster for me for the next Dune movie. The students can, they, they can really kind of figure that out pretty quickly with AI. We're asking them to critically think through the process, right? We are getting them to look at artists who have innovated things. Like, okay, so I want you to work in photo montage, but I want you to include these types of elements. I want you to include scanned textiles that you find. And it's, well, if you have to scan some textiles in as a part of your composition, it's going to be kind of hard for AI to get that quite right. So if they have one element of AI, but they have all different other elements and they're printing it out and putting it into a giant multimedia canvas with paint and print and all the different kinds of things, even though they're generating some of those images digitally, I think what they'll find is that art that's really truly transformational is going to accept many, many different disciplines and, and techniques. And that's what we really push, especially in our first year foundations courses at, at CSU. We really put them through the rainer of, of trying to get them to experiment with a lot of different things. So art's not always about production. When they get into the real world, sure it is. But when they're learning about it, it's about a journey. We're not so interested in the results. We're interested in how they learn. And, that, and that's the big deal. With the fall semester beginning, how are you going to be talking to students about whether they should use AI and if they are, how to use it ethically? They have to think about representation. You know, in the art world, what is copyright is actually kind of a slippery subject. We have, you know, people who are modifying Nintendo games and and making them into like conceptual art pieces in ways that aren't really ripping the game off. They're kind of referencing the game. But then you have artists like Richard Prince who literally will take an ad and crop it and and reproduce it. And and so we talk about appropriate appropriation. And then what does that mean? And then when we start to take those images and place them into a new context. Is it actually starting a new idea or are you writing on the coattails of someone else's idea? And it's a difficult and it's a long conversation, but it's something that all of our art faculty talk about a lot. And so our students are really well trained in understanding where those lines are. But like I said before, we're also introducing them to so many techniques that things that are easy answers, like somebody may in the graphic design world may come up with a thousand logos for their boss by just doing stuff in AI. We're not asking for things like that. We're asking about process 
and about kind of re- repeating different processes in different ways. So it's like not even really possible for to do an AI generated image when we're literally scanning in items or I'm literally teaching you how to edit a thing and we're going through the programs, you know, it, it, it all, it all shakes out in the long run. And we talked a lot about some of these transformational methods that you mentioned, uh, the loom, uh, the camera obscura and, and how they change the art world. How do you think AI will change how we look at art? I think honestly, and it is, it's kind of hard, you know, it, you can never really tell, but, you know, we can look to the past and I mentioned like the camera obscura and once you can get representation really well. And, and the same thing in digital art, you know, there's this, there's a trend, what people call digital painting, which I actually hate that term because it's not painting, let painting be painting. And when they say that they're talking about illustrative qualities, everyone wants to illustrate something and they want to illustrate something representational because it seems hard. When AI makes that direct representational thing really easy, I think the more difficult ideas or the things that are on the fringe of art right now will start coming into the foreground. Questions about whether or not we can get back to some sort of abstraction or we can not worry so much about representing the world we're in, but a world that we wish to see. All different kinds of things like that, I think, will start to come to the foreground. I think it also could really spur things like, you know, more performance art. People wanting to see things in person or integrate it into their everyday lives. There's a bit of a distance until we become more cybernetic or whatever you want to call that, that we still feel this distance between certain digital properties and in our own bodies. And so people may start to experiment with stuff like that, like this idea of an avatar or trying to project an idea about yourself. I think people are starting to get over that, like I mentioned, with social media. And so what other ways can we deal with representation of, of who we are and what we are as a culture? I think we'll start to evolve through that. So it's a long answer. It's not definitive. But anytime that we see a certain push, especially by corporations, that this is a thing, you will always see a backlash and then it'll come back and then it'll go, you know, keep going back and forth. And I think in the immediate, we'll, we'll definitely see a backlash against that. And through that, we'll also may see some people who are thinking in really interesting ways, and then those people's ideas and art will will come to the foreground. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Stacey. That was Jason Bernagosi, Associate Professor of Electronic Art at Colorado State University. I'm your host, Stacey Nick, and you're listening to The Audit. <laughs>